You're listening to Red Nation Online. Welcome to Inside the MLS. News and interviews from and about key figures and happenings around Major League Soccer. Red Nation Online recently had the opportunity to speak with hard journalist, a Vancouver-based journalist who covers the Vancouver Whitecaps and the Canadian women's national team. In this interview, Har and I discuss the current state of the Vancouver Whitecaps as they head into their 2014 MLS campaign. And now, Har Journalist. Har, obviously the big news coming out of the Whitecaps camp recently was the club's acquisition of midfielder and designated player Matthias Laba from Toronto FC. Um, there's still not a lot of clarity around what the future considerations that Vancouver will, will ultimately send to Toronto will be. Um, I'm wondering, um, you know, there's been different reactions here in Toronto where I'm located. What, what are your thoughts on the trade? Um, how has it been perceived in Vancouver? And do you think it was important that Vancouver bought, brought in, you know, a big DP player like Lava in light of the earlier loss of uh, Camilo during the offseason? I really think Matias Lava is going to be a great acquisition for the Whitecaps. I can't see him hurting the club. They're going to pair him next to Nigel Rio Coker, and that could only uh, strengthen the defense for Vancouver. There's not a lot known about Matias. He played in the um, the preseason game against Portland, played about 30 minutes, looked pretty good. Obviously, it's going to take him time to get acquainted with his teammates, but a defensive uh, midfielder like himself, he's going to solidify the midfield, probably take over from a disappointing Gershon Kofi. So that's something to look forward to. I don't see him scoring a lot of goals, but he'll certainly do the trick and uh, keep them uh, out of the net as best he can. Yeah, as someone that, that watched him a lot last season, I I can uh, definitively say that I think he's a, a great player, great young player. Um, he was probably my favorite player to watch over the the last several months of the season. So, you know, Vancouver's really got a player with, um, I think, something special. I, you know, I've 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 written in the past that I think he has the the potential to be one of the best holding midfielders in the league and one of the best two-way midfielders in the league as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he pans out. Now, um, at the time that we're recording this podcast, Vancouver have been linked with uh, attacking midfielder Pedro Morales, who uh, most recently played for uh, La Liga club Malaga and who would become the team's third DP should a deal become official. With about a week before the team kick off their 2014 campaign, do you see that attacking midfielder position as the, the place that the team most needs an upgrade at? It's a big necessity for the Whitecaps to get a good man in behind Kenny Miller to distribute the ball and uh, get the offense going from that point on the pitch. They need a player who's good on free kicks, can hammer the ball in, to kind of replace what Camillo did from the spot. He was a specialist in that area. Uh, nothing, As you said, nothing's been signed, sealed. We don't know when or if Javier Morales or Pedro Morales is uh, going to be joining the Whitecaps. Apparently he was in Portland. He's gone back to Spain. And if he does join the Whitecaps, it'll have to be soon as they've got New York on Saturday. Now, uh, Carl Robinson, he's not denied the club's interest in Morales. But until anything's official, you know, it's all hearsay. We'll have to wait and see. Um, in addition to Vancouver, Carl Robinson has plenty of people here in Toronto who uh, 
who like him and would like to see him do well in his first uh, head coaching job. Um, what, have your, what have been your impressions of him so far as he's, he's made you know, what is sometimes a difficult switch from being an assistant coach to being uh, the head coach? So far, Carl's done a great job with the team. You won't find anyone who's got a negative thing to say about Carl Robinson's approach with the players or how he is with the media. He really talks about positivity, and you can see the players want to play for him. They want to leave everything out on the pitch, and that can only that can only help the team. And it really is a huge benefit to have a coach who's actually played in Major League Soccer but has a history. Over uh, overseas in the UK, and so far, all the all the boxes have been checked by Carl Robinson, and uh, we're we're expecting big things from him and the team out here on the West Coast. It might sound like I'm taking a dig at him now that he's been re- relieved of his duties as Whitecaps head coach, but I was never a big admirer of the style of play that Martin Rennie had the team playing the past couple of seasons, especially with you know what I think are you know he had a number of really exciting talents at his disposal. Um, with the way that Rennie preferred to play the game tactically in mind, how different do you think the Whitecaps will, will play under Carl Robinson? You're correct in your assessment, Steve. Martin Rennie's tactics, they left a lot of people scratching their heads. He would, he would dress a, an attacking-minded, a go-for-it type team on home, on home pitch. Then when they were on the road, they would sit back and, you know, park the bus, so to speak. And it really was a tale of two teams, and that could, that could be an example as to why they struggled so much on the road. Uh, Carl has said he's not going to play like that. He's going to play his best players every game. When that's uh, when they're healthy, and now it sounds like he's going to go with a four-two-three-one formation. They want to get a lot of ball possession and attack down the wings, and with Lava Rio Coker protecting that, that back four, it's going to be up to the three uh, the three midfielders to help out Kenny Miller to get the ball up the pitch. And so far, you know, he's he's preaching a great attitude. And we'll see if he, that can translate onto the pitch because it certainly sounds like more exciting, more speed, and more ball possession-oriented style of play. Uh, former striker Camilo led the MLS in goal-scoring goal last season, and his, um, his transfer to uh, Carretero of Mexico's La Liga MX has left something of a big hole in Vancouver's squad. Uh, does the ghost of Camilo still hang over the Whitecaps, or, or do you think the players, coaching staff, and management team have completely put the Brazilian behind them? Well, they'll never say if they've put the ghost of Camilo behind them, but certainly until we see how this team performs, I think it's going to linger for the course of the season. He scored 22 goals. The next closest players on the Caps are Candy Miller with eight, Kakuda with six, and Harvey with four. There are a lot of big shoes the team has to fill from the offensive standpoint. And with Quartero's uh, legal and money problems, we don't know where the story is going to turn. It's always been a surprise. And if the transfer money from Quartero has not fully been paid to the Whitecaps, you never know if it's a possibility that Camillo could be retained and his rights could go back to Vancouver. So that's another thing to watch. And uh, we'll have to see how that story continues to unfold. Yeah, that'll be very interesting to watch if, uh, in some in some manner, he finds his way back to Vancouver after everything that's transpired. Um, 
Now, looking at, at the uh, the roster, there are a lot of young players on the Whitecaps squad, a lot of exciting young talent. Um, who are the ones that you see as potential breakout players who could um, maybe help the team surpass expectations? I don't think uh, you know the expectations for the club are so high in light of um, you know the fact that Camilo left, and there 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 are some you know at least issues with the roster on paper. Well, there are a lot of young players on the Whitecaps. They have a very young squad. A lot of the Whitecaps residency players have impressed during preseason and during training camp. I'm talking about Marco Bustos, keeper Marco Carducci, and Mitch Priak. But I don't know how they're going to make the roster. We've got these new players that have been brought in, and I simply don't see playing time for the youngsters. Kakuda Mane, he's only 19. I think he's going to have a breakout season. We saw what he could do against the Seattle Sounders last season when he had a hat trick. And Russell Tybert at 21, I think he's going to have a great season as well. If you look at the roster, a lot of positions, a lot of spots are already set. It's going to be difficult for the young players to, to break through. Sam Atakube came on and played in that final home game. He's a terrific defender. You've got the likes of Jordan Harvey, Jay Demerit, Andy O'Brien, Stephen Baytajur, and you've got those guys set. As long as they're healthy, they're going to play. And Sam Adetube and first-round draft pick Christian Dean, I don't see them starting unless something catastrophic happens in uh, the defender spot. So these guys are going to have to work hard and take whatever chances they can get and perform when they have that opportunity. Yeah, I think the operative word is that uh, everybody stays healthy. And, um, you know, I think we can probably both agree that that's simply not going to happen. It just doesn't happen uh, very often with uh, teams in football. So, you know, you pose a question like this to most head coaches and, and they'll say, you know, for sure, guys are going to get their opportunities. Guys are going to be called up for international duty and, and guys are going to get hurt as they as they have in the past, especially with uh, with older players. Looking at that young talent on the roster, you know, do you think Carl Robinson's the right coach to get the the best out of young players? I know you've talked a little bit about, you know, he he does come with a, you know, significant experience in in the league and really knows the league. Plus, he's been around for for a couple of years already. He knows these players. He's not a, a new head coach coming in and being exposed to them for the first time in preseason. I think he will get the best out of the players when they are given the minutes. We saw Martin Rennie. He was a little shy. He wasn't as rewarding in minutes to the younger players. I don't think Carl Robinson will be as nervous or as shy to reward a Kakuda, an Omar Salgado, maybe a Hurtado with minutes if they're playing well and doing a lot of good things and in practice when time comes available. These guys have to earn their minutes. We're going to have to see if someone goes down, if someone steps up and they play well, what's the reason not to play them? And Carl has been preaching a lot that he wants to use youngsters and it sounds like they're going to be given an opportunity to showcase what they can do. Obviously, uh, Russell Tebert is a player who is near and dear to the hearts of all of those that uh, look to the future of the Canadian men's national team with a sense of optimism. Um, you know, you already mentioned that at 21 years old and with several years of ML experience now under his belt, you're expecting a, a big season from from him. Um, I know last season, you know, he played out wide. He also played in the middle, you know, sometimes pairing up with uh, with Nigel Rio Coker, and that he uh, 
he enjoyed playing uh, with Nigel Rio Coker. With Matias Laba coming in and, and really being a prototypical um, central holding midfielder, what do you think um, Tebert's role is going to be on this team co- this season? Well, I think they're experimenting with Russell to see where he can best fit into the lineup. I know they tried him in the number 10 spot uh, against Portland, and they've had him on the wing as well. I'd like to see him right behind Kenny Miller and see how he can do because Kenny, Russell, and Camillo, they were on fire during the mid-season last year, and they were racking up assists and goals. They were a great trio. But as we saw, they were unable to sustain that. So Russell has shown flashes of brilliance. He's great on the ball. He is a terrific passer. He's got great vision and great creativity. I think if he can harness that, and show that in the course of a full season, we're going to see something special from him. Hopefully we'll be talking more about his play on the field as opposed to his latest haircut. Uh, One intriguing player who had an off year last season was Darren Maddox. Um, In terms of talent, you know, the sky really is the the limit for him, Um, but he certainly has not realized all of his potential uh, yet. You know, I know, I know he, he, you know, he said some controversial, uh, c- controversial things and whatnot. Um, do you think he can bounce back and be an impact player for uh, the Whitecaps in 2014? He certainly had a, a great preseason. He's come along slowly and gotten better. He's shown that he has the ability and the talent to score, and he has a he has a sense for the net. The problem is you never know when he's going to fall down in front of the net or what he's going to bring you game in and game out. I've been at the practices and training sessions, and sometimes you see Darren, it looks like he wants to be anywhere else but on the field, like his, like he's on another planet or something. So it's going to be real interesting to see how Darren Maddox does this year. If he can uh, play better, maybe the Whitecaps have a chip to, to move to transfer, that would be something to watch as well. His value is quite low, so I, I don't see him going anywhere. I think a change of scenery would do him and the White Caps some good. You know, you don't want Darren to become a distraction. You want to be able to get the best out of him, but it's all on Darren. You know, he's got to come out there and show that he wants to be the best player, that he wants to work hard and stay after practice. So, Darren Maddox will continue to be a frustrating and exciting player for the Whitecaps. Another intriguing player who has been something of a forgotten man for Vancouver due to injury is former number one super draft pick Omar Salgado. Um, He is healthy now and will more than likely be given plenty of opportunities to establish himself as a first-team regular. Um, You know, I remember in years past uh, Arsene Wenger and, and Arsenal um, having some interest in, in him. And, uh, you know, for me, the, there can be no bigger seal of approval than than, than that type of thing. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Salgado, and could he be something of an X factor for the team this year? I think Omar Salgado is definitely an X, X factor for the Whitecaps. Coming into uh, camp this February, he, he looked like a man among smaller players. He's bulked up. He's fit more perfectly into a 6-4 frame. He's huge out there. He needs to harness that and, you know, use that on the pitch. In the inter-squad game a couple of weeks ago between the blue and white, white catch team, Omar was 
would be great to see Omar Salgado start and get some opportunities to, to prove that he's still a talented player. I'm not sure how he fits into Carl Robinson's plans. He was not uh, on the roster. He was not on the bench. He was not on the starting lineup yesterday against Portland. Carl didn't really want to talk about what was said to Omar behind closed doors. You know, Omar's a fantastic athlete. He's had a lot of bad luck. I would like to see him get an opportunity now that he's healthy to showcase what he can do. But, you know, you never know. It could be a chance for him to move on to uh, another team if there's not an opportunity for him in Vancouver. Uh, with so many young players in the squad, as well as uh, plenty of new faces without much MLS experience, um, the one thing that uh, Vancouver has, and you've, you've touched it already, is um, is quite a bit of experience along the back line. Um, the team re-signed uh, Captain Jay Demerit over the off-season. Um, he's another player who's had some injury troubles, but at the same time, you know, he has uh, undeniable uh, leadership qualities as well as. Uh, you know, experience from uh, playing in England and with the U.S. national team as well as with the Whitecaps. How important was it for the club to to bring him back to have some uh, some continuity and, and to have someone with that that uh, leadership charisma um, playing on the back line and sort of directing things from the back? Jay Demerit is a very important focal point, the anchor of the Whitecaps defense. They really missed him last year when he went out in the first game against Toronto. It was imperative that they get him re-signed back in his central back position to uh, be a, a beast on the defensive line. He's the guy that makes a difference. He's the face of the franchise. He's a rock back there. He's always yelling and talking to the players, encouraging everyone. He calms things down. When they get hectic back there, he's great in the air. There are a lot of positives to describe Jay Demerit. He is a very uh, key player for the Caps. And it's going to be interesting to see if he can go through an entire season and stay healthy. I don't think he can. I think with him and Andy O'Brien back there, they're both 34 years of age. They've got a lot of miles on those legs. And so hopefully they can stay healthy and form a formidable pair back there. But when Jay Demerit is healthy and in the lineup, he's a great addition for the Whitecaps. And you know he's going to play his heart out on the pitch for the team every minute. Uh, one final question for you. Um, you know, the obvious question uh, surrounding the team now is they, they, in the past, they became the first Canadian MLS team to make the playoffs. They couldn't duplicate that last season um, under Martin Rennie. And now they have a young squad this season in a, a tough Western Conference. Uh, wh- what do you make of their chances of getting back to the postseason in 2014? They've had a lot of turnover. They have a very young team. I'm not sure how you can have all the young players click and just come on like gangbusters all at once. If that does happen, this team is going to be great. I think they're aging on the back end. They've got a goalie that's coming into his first full season in the MLS, David Alstead. I just don't see how they can make the playoffs. It certainly it is possible. That's why you play the games. With a, with a new coach, a new philosophy, and the loss of Camilo, there's a lot of question marks, a lot of boxes that need to be filled. I don't see this team making the playoffs. I see them struggling to score goals. It's certainly uh, 
certainly can be proved wrong, but we'll have to wait and see how this team does and to see how they are, um, if they're better on paper or not.